You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Half. I'm going to change it up. It's coming up later in the episode. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, at Nada the Scribe. And if you remember this Twitter handle, you can follow it at Doug Branson LOH. He's back, folks. He's got a new podcast. As soon as he releases something of a new podcast, he wants to come on and promote it. He got he gave me a text earlier this week. Hey, you mind if I jump on later on this week at some time? Yeah, sure, man. Be happy to have you. But of course, all he wants to do is promote something that he's got going on. Doug, nevertheless, it's good to have you on, man. How are you? This this is unbelievable <laughs> that you would think so little of me that all you think that I want to do is come on to this show when the Hornets actually have a once-in-a-generation player and are destined for Eastern Conference greatness. And I happen to have started a new podcast with David Walker called This Is Not A Serious Hornets Podcast. It's a weekly podcast. It's on uh, supported by Patreon. You can learn more at patreon.com forward slash Hornets pod. But how <laughs> dare you think that yeah. that's the only reason I wanted to come on this show? That's right. Uh, it is the... I was going to say, are are you shocked that we would think that about you, Doug? Yeah, I, I'm shocked that you would think that I only want to come on here to promote mm. my new show called This Is Not A Serious Hornets Podcast, co-hosted by David Walker. We've got the Hive Talk Live team back together once a week. It's live streamed. It's on Patreon.com forward slash Hornets pod. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, pretty shocked that you think that's think the only that. reason I'm I want to come I'm on. I'm sorry for assuming that. You did, you did mention... Well, the one in a generation, once in a generation type talent that the Charlotte Hornets have on their roster right now. And of course, that's what we're going to lead off the show with. Locked On, they've partnered with Michelob Ultra to create a custom segment across the NBA titled the Ultra Player of the Week. Each week, we'll identify one player from the team that made the big play, got you on your feet, cheering for your team, ultimately sparking one of the three key emotions, joy, happiness, or enjoyment. We didn't have Hornets basketball this week, so we're going to go with the player of the half. Doug, I know you're corporate now. Is that okay? Can I change the copy? It's it's only okay if I can say this, player of the half, and you have to use that uh, throughout the rest of the show. A, whenever, the, we say it, you, I, whenever we say it, I have to then say it like that. Okay. You know what? It wouldn't be a Doug Branton episode without an ad lib or two from him. So yeah, let's let him do and it. Singing. Player of the half. And singing. Thank you, Doug. Since Michelob Ultra evokes joy, and because enjoyment isn't the end of the game, it's the whole game, I think it's safe to say that this player and McUltra have a lot in common. Because one, McUltra he, uh, helps keep you skinny. By only containing 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, this player is definitely skinny that we're about to talk about. And because both bring you joy and joy brings success, LaMelo Ball is our ultra player of the half. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So let me ask you this. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? I know happiness and winning has been happening since LaMelo Ball got starters minutes. That's why we have Ball who gets the ultra player of the half. 
I'm changing it up here. Player of the house. On the Lockdown Hornets podcast. I don't think there's any doubt, guys. If we were to give this award, uh, it would have to go to the rookie, the guy that's getting everyone talking about the Charlotte Hornets in a way that really hasn't happened before. And if you wanted to try to bring the magnifying glass out to look for that time, it has to be in the early 90s when it was Alonzo Mourning, Muggsy Bogues, and LJ. And LaMelo has a real shot to become the best player in franchise history. Maybe he's probably the favorite, you know, the way that he has been playing so far. I'll read a few stats, and then we can all give our ball thoughts on what LaMelo has done. Borrego's ball of our thoughts. Ball of our thoughts. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> um, Borrego stated one. He's not leaving the starting rotation. Duh. There, I mean, that would have been awful had he done that, and it wasn't going to happen. Entering the A fireable offense yeah, it, is what it would have sure. been. Entering the all-star break. LaMelo ranks first among rookies in total points, rebounds, assists, and steals, despite not starting <laughs> a game until February 1st. I believe blocks that's is it? the, yeah, that's it. I believe blocks is the only thing you're missing there. What a scrub. Jeez. Um, I mean, come on. Yeah. And this uh, jump, jump every once in a while. Yeah, that's that. Well, actually that's kind of true. <laughs> He'll give us a decent dunk, <laughs> but that's actually kind of true. He doesn't jump. Anyways, this comes in from Eugene Johnson on Twitter. LaMelo's averaging 3.2 deflections per game. And in the five years of the tracking hustle stats on NBA, com. No other rookie has recorded more uh, than three. The closest were Ben Simmons and Lonzo Ball with 2.9, two really good defenders. And so with the team defending that he's brought to this team, it's also something that I, I don't know if even the LaMelo Ball truthers were expecting this kind of one production on offense, but even defensively, he's making a lot of plays. And yes, he gambles a lot, but he's making a lot of plays and turning the other team over a ton. The guy's been awesome. We have a reason to be excited here in Charlotte for the first time like this, maybe in franchise history. No, we absolutely do. And this has been one of the like fun parts of this. Uh, it's been one of the most refreshing periods of Hornets basketball because there's actually optimism. And there, dare I say, there's even expectations that are coming this year, despite the fact that they probably shouldn't be here. So I, I'm I, LaMelo's probably been... It, I, I like to say, thankfully, we were right. There's another guy that was always about not um, trading back, and he was absolutely right. And I'm going to give him his props before he goes and crows about it on his own podcast. Oh my god! On, on Patreon. Oh my god! So, not a why. So, look, why don't why don't you just put the ball on the tee for him a little bit more? I mean, I mean, seriously, seriously, Nada, that's what you're going to do? We point to the passer here. We point to the passer on this podcast. You're very, very welcome for me teeing it up for Doug because you know what? I know. Again, I know my role. I'm here to get the hustle buckets and to get the <laughs> rebounds. I'm wow. and then you know what I do? I kick the outlet past Doug and I let him run with it because you know what? He's going to do something that's going to be funnier than what I can do right now. I recognize <laughs> okay. my limitations and I'm going from there. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of that pressure. That was a lot of self-reflection within that teeing it up oh, for Doug. Man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Got a little dark. Don't, there yeah, it really did. Uh, we did. We mentioned um, self self loathing yesterday, <laughs> and now we mentioned this. Not are you okay, buddy? We're gonna we're gonna talk through it. <laughs> yes, we. <are. laughs> uh, I, I appreciate you putting the Lamelo ball on the tee for mm -hmm. me, and I am about to drive it. Uh, I'm about to deshambow it. I'm gonna drive uh, a 500 yard deshambow it. Uh, parf deshambow it exactly. Thank you. See, this is uh, this. That's a great assist. And you know who's also great at assists? Lamelo Ball. Nice. And but here's why I was high on LaMelo Ball early and why I think it's manifesting itself now in, in a way that is, as you said, even surprising the people who were LaMelo Ball truthers. It's because when I watched his tape early on, I said, man, this kid believes in his game 
more than I think I've seen a player believe in his game in a long time. And if he has the talent to match that, if he has the work ethic to match that, this is going to be a special basketball player. And that's why I wasn't worried about the shot. That's why I really wasn't worried about the defense because I felt like, hey, I mean, this kid is young and he believes in his game in a way that I think signals that if the talent is there, that superstardom could follow. And I think that's what you've seen. And I've been surprised mostly um, by some of the things that I've been seeing in sort of the back half of the first half, which is that LaMelo Ball might be developing the James Harden gene of driving the lane and finding contact and getting to the free throw line in sort of inexplicable ways. And if he adds that to his offensive game with the three-point shot consistency and and with everything that he can do in terms of court vision and moving the ball, uh, I, I think – the, yeah, he's going to be one of the best offensive talents in the NBA. Well, it, and, and the guy is shooting it at an extremely high level from the charity stripe as well. And yeah, the, the mm-hmm. LaMelo always had star power and I was scared to death of the shot and I, I got really scared of it. And the guy's shooting 38% from three. You know, we were, we were like, what were we realistically asking for this season? Like 34? And then we're saying, hey, you know, maybe he can continue to be a, a career 36% shooter. And I don't even care if, if he's 36 for the rest of his career more than fine like I'm still here for that but the fact that he comes in shooting 38 percent they're not the easiest threes in the world and and so when you have some corner threes that are going in that's fantastic the catch and shoot is there but also he's hitting off the dribble he's hitting deep three pointers he's hitting clutch three pointers Uh, that that is that is still surprising to me and I'm happy as hell because it's it's provided a lot of enjoyment along with other parts of his game yeah, so Walker, you've just pointed out the kind of interesting thing that goes along with this whole LaMelo ball shooting discussion, which is that I think even if, if the person that was like super op- optimistic about LaMelo ball thought, look, he's going to come in uh, and he'll he'll get some open three-point opportunities that hopefully he doesn't take a lot of threes, they're not difficult threes, and he knocks down a respectable percentage of those threes mm-hmm. and you are happy with that. But as you said, He's taking difficult threes, making them, and he's taking a significant enough amount of those threes to have a large impact on the offense. Now, the other thing, one one of the bigger things that I'm noticing, at least with him, is that while we're talking about the threes, I think the defensive stuff that he's doing, the deflections that he's causing, the havoc that he's playing in the passing lanes, that might be his most significant contribution along with the ability to continue to push the pace even after a made basket because we're seeing because as it's no surprise that the Hornets aren't the greatest half-court team on the planet. But at the same time, if you can get as many hustle buckets and increase the fast breaks percentage that they're doing right now, that's going to help them. That's going to help them immensely, especially because, as we've seen with this team, there are droughts on the in the half court time and time again. And if Lamelo can help push the pace, it helps make things easier for a, for a Miles Bridges and a PJ Washington at times. Player of the half, and he certainly is. And Lamelo, for me, it's been fun to watch. A decent amount of the guys on the Hornets roster, things start to click mentally for them. You know, I think we talked about this with Miles Bridges, how I, I feel like you've seen him grow the most mentally. You've seen him grow the most as far as getting more comfortable within the NBA game a lot. And you've seen that from LaMelo. You know, the, the first, I don't know, five, ten games or so, you see him drive into the paint and, and the pass is almost there and he can't quite complete it. And he's got the right idea. And you're thinking, man, that's almost there. If he completes that, he's going to be a problem. And now he's also kicking back to the three-point line. He's starting to find those passes. 
is you've got Cody Zeller now instead of Bismack Biombo, who's inevitably going to drop it. That's making him look a lot better too. Uh, you just see things start to click for LaMelo and Doug, you brought up what the last handful of games or so he, I think in the last four games, three of those times, he went to the line at least six times and he's hitting 80%. And you've also seen him take a bigger scoring responsibility. I mean, you're seeing him be a huge part of the offense. And so the guy is only getting better as the season goes on. Can't wait to see what he does in the second half. Yeah. And he's high. As you said, you know, there's some great things happening with miles bridges, Terry Rozier, if there is no LaMelo ball and you had Terry Rozier playing at the level he's playing now, he would be the player of the half. All right, let's give the grades out. Got to be an A, right? I mean, I'm going A for LaMelo, and this was always what it was going to be heading into this week of evals. You know what? He was, I hinted at it. He's the only A grade I was planning on giving at this point. So we'll, we'll go there. He's getting an A. I'm going A++++, mm. would watch every night. <laughs> of course you would, and uh, I would expect nothing less. The guy's been awesome. Can't wait to see what's going to happen in the second half. Bet Online AG, it's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they're all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online it's your online sportsbook experts we have more player evals coming up uh after the break it's the locked on hornets podcast on the locked on podcast network this is locked on hornets and the Google description here says on contracts made before June, where the wheat is deliverable in December, either wheat of the grades named or numbered, <laughs> B shares batik of New York, N.B.A. So take that for what you will. That's a lot of information I just threw at you. I apologize. What was the grade? The Yeah, the wheat was graded uh, C minus. Let's get them on. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Betting on the Charlotte Hornets, it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. You can follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Gordon Hayward's going to be ne uh, next on the list, guys. And Gordon Hayward is an interesting acquisition this offseason, too, because he got paid $30 million a year. Not only did he get paid $30 million a year, but the Charlotte Hornets had to go with a historic uh, wave and stretch with Nick Batum. They're still paying him $10 million annually, nine and a half to be exact, I believe, or maybe nine. I don't know. It's one of those. And we're going to be doing that for three straight seasons. And so at the time, a lot of people were bashing that move, but I feel like it was pretty polarizing. I still feel like there were a lot of people that loved that signing that wanted that kind of star player to come here because of the reasoning that they're not going to be big players in free agency next year. And it's not like salary cap space is going to be as valuable next year as it was this year when other teams didn't have it. So the Hornets could afford to pay a guy like Gordon Hayward and other teams couldn't. And the guy statistically has been phenomenal when he's been healthy, been a little banged up here and there and kind of slowed down at the end. But nevertheless, he was awesome shooting at an efficient rate, you know, taking more responsibility 
responsibility and putting up good numbers like he did last year with Boston, except this is a guy that, again, is taking a lot more responsibility. Love what we've gotten from Gordon Hayward. What are your guys' thoughts on the uh, another Celtics acquisition that we got after Terry Rozier? Uh, he's been probably the second most consistent player, and the only reason I give him second most is probably because Terry's been a little bit a little bit more consistent, and Terry's played more games than Gordon has right now. Outside of the injuries, there's not much to really quote-unquote complain about with Gordon Hayward thus far. He's been a steadying offensive force. That mid-range is super sustainable. He's not one of those guys that you would think has one of those unsustainable mid-range jumpers. And at the same time, like his defense hasn't been to the point where you notice how bad it is. And on a team with a bunch of bad defenders that is still very very noticeable so he's given you everything that you've wanted out of a 30 million dollar a year player it's just that unfortunately you could say two gotten one or two guys total might have been better than him this year thus far yeah this feels like one of the rare win-win situations for a high profile player where it was a perfect situation for gordon hayward to come to charlotte and sort of restart his nba journey And he's been the perfect player for the moment that the Charlotte Hornets are in, where they've got some young players and they have this young superstar talent, but they still need veteran leadership. They still need a player that can just go and get them a bucket uh, from a variety of different areas on the floor. And that is Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward is the kind of player that I see making even more of an impact if the if the Charlotte Hornets find themselves in the playoffs this season. He's just, to me, Gordon Hayward is a playoff player because he's going to lock down on defense and he's going to find ways to score baskets when you need them most. Uh, so that's what excites me most about seeing how Gordon plays in this second half and maybe possibly into the playoffs if the Hornets uh, do make it. And I'm not really worried about the injuries. I'll take banged up Gordon Hayward. What I was afraid of and what a lot of people were afraid of were devastatingly yeah. injured Gordon Hayward. Uh, yeah. That's what you didn't you, want. You were worried about the ankle turning at 3 o'clock, Gordon Hayward. That's what you were worried right. about. We didn't get that. No, we didn't. I'm glad we did not get the so far, ankle going 180 degrees. Yeah, I'm not, I'll knock on wood here. I'm sitting on my table right now. I'm definitely going to knock on wood. You're sitting on your table. Oh, I'm sitting at my table, not on my table. I shouldn't say that. That would be an interesting <laughs> podcast, though. <laughs> I saw you. Well, yeah, I just had a vision of Walker crisscross yes. applesauce on his table in a monk. Not a Malik I was going to say, I'm doing the monk chant. Monk. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing the monk chant on my table. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I need to get this camera working uh, so we could all do that no, kind of no, podcast. No, you do not. Yeah. No, you do not. Oh, we no. need to put that picture out there. Um, no, we don't. G- Gordon Hayward, though, he's been great. And I think one of the things that people criticized the move for when he did come in, it was, it was all contract. I mean, that was it because when you talk about a fit, even then he was the perfect fit for this team. You know, he was a guy Mm -hmm. this is a team that needed depth help. You needed a scoring wing that could go just get a bucket whenever you really needed him to. And maybe there was a little bit of hesitation as to more responsibility, more volume. Is that going to significantly bring down the efficiency? And it hasn't. It's what we've talked about a lot with him, but he was always a really good basketball fit. And for him to be able to facilitate help in the half court offensively, be a veteran for some of these other younger players to lean on, it's been it's been great the first half of the season and again hopefully he can can you're you're hoping that all these players for the most part can uh, contribute in the second half just exactly like the way they did in the first. So what's the grade? So what's the grade? Because again, again, now we got to get to the grade because we've done enough 
I think we need to get to the point where it's the great because it's all <laughs> okay. it's all well, fine and good that we say nice stuff about him, but where we grade him is literally. Can I, before the we grade, point. can I give one quick yes. uh, intangible yes. that I think we should consider with this? Because mm-hmm. we talk about veteran leadership, let's get a little specific about that. Gordon Hayward uh, spoke to the media a few days ago about how he has been through a kind of similar situation that the Hornets now face with all of these games stacking up. I mean, all teams are facing. This is not unique to the Hornets. It's the NBA in this weird pandemic season. They're going to squeeze a lot of games into a compressed amount of time. How do you deal with that? How do you keep your body ready for what's about to happen? Gordon's been through that. He's been through a lockout season where time and games were compressed. And I think that experience, if he's willing to share it with the media, I'm sure he's willing to share some tips and tricks uh, with his teammates. So I think that's a cool and tangible that you get with Gordon Hayward. Uh, I agree. I think Gordon Hayward has been good on that front as well. So when we give the grade out, Doug, I'll let you lead us off here. What kind of grade are you going to give to Gordon Hayward based on what you saw in the first half? I'm going to give him a letter grade of M for miraculous mid range maven. Okay. Well, it's interesting. All right. Now to go ahead. <laughs> I can't give him an A. Um, I want to. I can't. Um, he's going to be in another. He's going to be in a high range of a, a lot of other players with a B plus, solid B plus. Yeah, I remember saying this at the beginning of the season, or maybe the first five or ten games or so. Gordon then, until Terry went flames. Gordon then he was still the best player on the team, and they're always just going to be solid numbers, scoring twenty points, shooting at a really good clip contributing in a bunch of different areas of the box score. I think he opened up the season with seven uh, assists in three straight games, and then that hasn't been there as much. The last game, he got nine, I believe. But when you're looking at Gordon, it's just always going to be a rock-solid guy, and Terry Rozier is going to get your attention. LaMelo Ball is going to get your attention. Miles Bridges might dunk it on somebody, and he's going to get your attention. And Gordon, he's just going to be extremely solid, and it might not be as exciting, but he's still extremely good. I'll go B-plus, too. I, I, I don't, you know, I still feel weird. I, I still have the, the weird inner feeling of giving all these high grades for a team that is still one game under 500, but I continue to reiterate, this is not a team that I think people expected to be here. And this is a team that really could be not only just in the play in tournament, there's a real shot. They could get into the playoffs outright. And it's because PJ Washington, even with his struggles, he's still decent. <laughs> and then you have Lamelo playing as well as he is. Gordon playing as okay, well as he is. Okay. Terry, so you've, con- you've convinced me. You've convinced me. I'll give him an M plus. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I was wondering why you didn't go with the plus there. I mean, seriously, you should have gone M plus the entire way. Uh, let's talk about rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. Pretty important stuff to spend money on. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or 100% more for the exact same auto parts as a chain store or new car dealership? They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, they are always reliably low with their prices, and it's the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up again to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Devontae Graham coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. 
February is Black History Month, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than... God Almighty. <laughs> Keep this... Pres- you're, you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you. It's going to... No. No, it's going to be a bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it... Let it... Just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, how much do you really know about these potential NBA stars of tomorrow? If you want to know more, you need to subscribe to the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Prospect scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. You can subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Mm, Have a few love a good mock draft. Yeah, I, I know you do. We, we <laughs> got to bring back the mock draft melee at some point. A surprise. <laughs> you have no clue when it's going to hit you, and boom. We got a mock draft for you. The mock draft melee. I'm sure we're going to be working on it. So Devontae Graham, I I wanted to save him uh, among one of the last players because speaking of polarizing, when we were discussing that with the signing of Gordon Hayward, we can't all agree the guy has been good this season. A lot of people can't really agree on what we've seen from Devontae this year. The shooting slump was really bad at the beginning of the season. He straightened that out a decent amount, but still it's not like he's shooting 45% the last 10 games or so. And it's been someone that's been injured at the end of the season. He is probable to return tonight against the Detroit Pistons. Hopefully we can see him back out there on the court. I think we are kind of looking at him coming off of the bench. LaMelo is certainly going to start. You can't bring Terry Rogier to the bench. So Devante is going to be the guy that comes in as that sixth man, certainly off of the pine. And, you know, the advanced stats, they'll tell you that it's somebody that actually has been a really good defender this year. Uh, when you look at the net rating, Devontae Graham helps the Hornets in that regard. The advanced stats are telling you that he's good. Maybe the eye test and just the overall counting stats, they're telling you that he's had a struggle this season. What have you made, Doug, of what you've seen from Devontae so far? Yeah, he's just struggled to knock down shots. And I mean, that's why that's why the eye test, I mean, we can all see him you know, not being able to knock down those shots. But you know, today is uh, March 11, 3-11, and I've been thinking a lot about where I was Uh, last March 11th when Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID and the NBA immediately shut down. The Hornets were playing the Miami Heat. They got a big, they dominated the Miami Heat who went on to be the you know, Eastern Conference champions. And they had picked up a few close losses around that same time to really good teams. Like it looked like the Charlotte Hornets were starting to gain some momentum and could possibly make a push into the playoffs. I don't know how that would have made fans feel necessarily. But it got me to thinking about Devontae Graham because I think there are a lot of what ifs uh, associated with that and Devontae Graham. He was picking up momentum. He could have carried that into a possible bubble situation. We saw what happened with Devin Snooker, as I like to call him, otherwise known as Devin Booker. <laughs> there you go. You got and it the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker, too, by the <laughs> right. way. Right. Yeah, he snookered a lot of people to get that all-star bid, let me tell you. I mean, geez. I mean, how many people had to leave before they were finally like, all right, come on, Devin, get on the bus. So, um, Back to Devontae Graham, though. You know, I, so the momentum was immediately cut at that point. And then he comes in and obviously struggles at the beginning of the season. I just wonder, you know, sort of what if he was able to keep that going uh, through a possible bubble situation? Would he be in this, would he be in this uh, bench situation right now? Now, the, the thing is, like, Devontae is I, I, the one thing that I feel like he cheated, like the injury guys cheated, cheated us out of is how would this team have looked in some of these games on this West Coast trip, especially specifically games like Portland, 
and I'm not even going to count the Utah game, but like Portland and other games, like how do they look? Do they turn in a five and two? Do they turn in a five and two West Coast trip? And does that change how we look at this entire? Um, does again it just does it change how we look at everything? So. Like, there's a lot of this that, again, like you said, Doug, there's a lot of what if to what, whatever with um, Devontae at this point. And I just like it's going to lean in. It's going to factor into my grade when I tell you guys the grade as well. Yeah. And so let's just go ahead with it. I think all things considered, he's still a really good decision maker with the basketball in his hands. He can still assist at a high rate. But even as we were kind of dwindling down this season with the healthy games that he played, 38.6% from the field. And when he started to shoot better, he was still shooting 37% from three. And the two-point percentage, it's still just not there. That's what I hate the most. He he just didn't improve in a huge area that we were asking him to improve in. And that's really unfortunate. Hopefully that can continue to – hopefully that can just flat out correct itself in the second half. I'll go see. And, and, you know (laughs) – I thought it was going to be worse than that, I think, in the first month or so of the season, but he certainly did improve a little bit. I don't think it's enough to say above average, and I think if you're talking about disappointing performances, Devontae's the number one guy that comes to my mind. I'm going to go with the C grade for Devontae. See, I can't – I thought about giving him a C grade, and then at the same time, like, I feel like I hate to do this, and this is going to be considered fence-hitting, but I'm going incomplete. Like, this last little stretch, just, I, like, I want to see how he stabilizes the bench and how he, him and Malik Monk come off the bench. And for right now, I can't give him a grade because most of the pieces weren't the pieces while he was, all, while he was off the floor, while he was on the floor. And now that they're that now, I just wonder how much different does that he turn that bench into. So for right now, I am going to give out my second incomplete grade of the, of the semester. So there, that, there we go. It's such a cop out mm. is what that is. An incomplete. <laughs> this is what this is what teachers would do when they just they just couldn't figure it out and wanted to go get a cup of coffee. Absolutely. I'm, all right. I I'm gonna join Walker in giving him a C, as in I'm willing to wait and see. Can Devontae have an impact off the bench? Maybe he was always destined for this, to be honest. I mean, it didn't seem like the front office felt like Devontae Graham was a star or superstar in the making. Some of the comments that came out uh, even after last season sort of indicated that they felt like they needed a significant uh, talent upgrade, even with everything that we saw out of Devontae Graham last season. So uh, I think uh, he'll embrace this bench role, and I'm willing to wait and see what Devontae Graham has in store for us in the second half. Very nice. Like what you did there. All right. We're running out of time, but wanted to get to something that Doug really wanted to get to, to end the show today. Doug, you wanted to talk about a question that we had in our mailbag episode. You didn't think we spent enough time on it. What is the question that you wanted to address further? No, that episode was so, my grandchildren are going to be listening to that episode. It was so long. You guys, guys are is this Talkers. corporate, Doug? Why, is, is this like? Is this like yeah, yeah, exactly? Is this is this fun, corporate, Doug? Hey guys, try to keep it. Try to keep it a little bit shorter. It's really, the, it's really. I just wanted to come on the show and yeah. berate you um, in public instead of in private. Yeah, you really um, did. Friend, it, would be, it would be more comfortable for me to do that. Um, I know it's not as comfortable for you, but it's more comfortable for well, me. And, yes, and we're running out of time. I was going to say the show could be shorter if you just would have gotten to the point already, but you made it longer. Okay. Points taken. Here's the question that I think you didn't spend enough time on. It is this. Are the Hornets going to be making a playoff push in this second half, 
or are they going to still be in rebuilding mode? And I, I think absolutely 100% this team has to be pushing towards the playoffs. The clock is ticking. You have LaMelo Ball. I think we're all fairly certain that he is going to have a major impact in the NBA for years to come. And now you have to break. You know, if you're if you're Mitch Kupchak, you have to walk over to the wall and, and there's something that says break glass. And inside of it is a cigar and a lighter. The cigar is for a celebration. You drafted a potential superstar in the league. You take the lighter, you light the cigar, and then you take the lighter and you light all of your rebuild building plans on fire. Wow. It did no, no draft pick stashing. Now is the time to get in gear and, and make a playoff push. If, if I have a kid someday and that kid, you know, I'm going to make all kinds of rebuilding preparations for that kid. I'm going to, you know, uh, introduce that kid to all kinds of different things, music, math, sports. We're going to just, we're just going to flood the zone with things that this kid could possibly possibly be talented in and support them. But if that kid suddenly has a growth spurt and hits six feet tall, I'm putting a basketball in that kid's hands and saying, all right, we're going all in on sports. This that's the moneymaker, right? So that's what we have here in LaMelo ball. We've, we've been flooding the zone. We get LaMelo ball. We say, Hey, this team just hit a growth spurt. It's time to get focused up on what this team should be focused on, which is making the playoffs. One thing first, real quickly, you have mentioned your grandchildren, and now you're going with another kid example. Uh, man, I, I feel like I know what's in your future. You've been going with the Offspring conversation heavy in this third segment. Uh, one so. of my favorite bands, Offspring. Also, oh, three, it's 311. Uh, love 311 as well. Big, Just a big mm-hmm. 90s slash early aughts uh, music fan. So I just wanted to get as many references to, uh, in as possible in this episode. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, for sure. And I think when you're talking about this year, I think the Hornets somewhat agree with you. I don't think that they're going to be selling and I don't think they're going to be lighting anything on fire. I do think they're going to be looking to add some things to help them make the playoffs this season as there's a real shot for them to outright just make the postseason. But we are running out of time. That'll do it. Doug, you had something else you wanted to say real quickly. Well, just that this is what you have Mitch Kupchak for. I mean, yes, the draft hits were sort of a bonus, uh, 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 sort of icing on the cake, but Mitch is here to trade. He's That's what he did in L.A. He built teams through trades that were playoff-slash-conference contenders. This is what we've been waiting for. Let's embrace it. Let's win again. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA and really any show on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Player of the half. 